Welcome to episode 217 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and you know what? And so much more, including Universal Studios Japan and other Universal Studios in Asia. And we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter at tdrexplorer, on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. <laughs> I can't talk today. Um, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Trish. I take photos when there's not a pandemic. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Dream Sweets Love. And I am the one who can't talk today. And That's with okay. me, I can't thank you. And <laughs> as you can hear, as always, is the amazing Chris. Chris, what's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's been an exciting few days, hasn't it? it ha wait, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You were here. There was an earthquake. There was an earthquake. Here. There was a very scary earthquake. There was a, yeah, there was a not so fun earthquake, but thankfully we're fine. Everything's okay. Just a little shaken. Uh. <laughs> Pun intended. I'm one of your other hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I am the one uh, experiencing Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan. Ooh. So we're going to be talking about that today. That's exciting, isn't it? It's super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. Ugh, it, was, it was such a great time. And I can't wait to talk about it. We're going to be splitting this episode into two just because there's so much to cover. There's a lot. So today we're, we're kind of going to do like a, an overview of the area and sharing some experiences. And then the next one will give more practical advice on how to visit the land and um, more details like that. Because we know theme park people, we love the nitty gritty, right? Yeah. <laughs> we really do. So before we start, I want to talk about our lovely Patreon, if you want to support the podcast, because we have to pay our wonderful editor who makes us sound wonderful for all of you at home here. So if you want to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have a bunch of different rewards that you can get for supporting us. And one of them is the $2 level where you get access to all our episodes in advance. So at least 24 hours before they go out live to everybody else. Again, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. We have a lot to talk about, don't we? I'm so excited to hear about everything. Super Nintendo World. Okay, so <laughs> it's still not officially opened so who knows the things could be tweaked in the time before that opening and now right so that should probably be said right yeah so for the visits that i went to we got to go three times i was very fortunate in that regard yes where this was not a media event i just want to make that clear this was a annual pass holder lottery mm -hmm. is what it was we got to enter the lottery as annual pass holders and also Club Universal account holders. Mm -hmm. So we could enter more than once. And also, if you won, you could invite up to three other people with you, mm -hmm. is what had happened. So I won, and our resident USJ reporter, Parker, also won. So naturally, we invited each other. Mm -hmm. So we got, to, we got to go a total of three times over the course of a month. I think it was. It was like or December 24th was the first day we got to go. And then the next was, I believe, January 5th and then January 8th. And very exciting. So very early on, too. Yeah. Uh, the original opening date, I guess the second opening date, it was supposed to open in the summer last year. But mm -hmm. yeah, that didn't happen. The next one was supposed to be February 4th of 2021. But due to the state of emergency... Right. With um, Osaka plus other prefectures in Japan due to COVID, the opening was pushed uh, indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to decide on an opening date once the state of emergency is removed, which I guess is supposed to be March 7th because they extended it or something. We shall see. I'm eager so, to go back to work. <laughs> who knows? Like, who knows what's going to happen? Um, but it kind of, for, for most listeners, it doesn't really matter right now because yeah. no one can travel here anyway. I'm sure we have listeners in Japan. Yeah. 
But for the vast majority of people, you can't travel here right now anyway. So eh, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of preface everything with that, just so you're, you know, things are a little more clear on how we actually got to do all this stuff, which I'm very grateful for. I'm very, very fortunate that we're able to do this well in advance Mm -hmm. so we can kind of start sharing how to do the area, how to navigate it, how it stacks up and everything. Yeah. There's a lot. There is a lot to this for just one land. I was very surprised. Okay. So when we say the Super Nintendo World, what does that include? So Super Nintendo World is a land within Universal Studios Japan. So I've noticed a lot of people are thinking this isn't a full-fledged theme park. It Mm -hmm. is not. It is a land within Universal. It's not this big grand park by itself. Uh, just so that's very clear, because <laughs> uh, a lot of people were very confused by that. Yeah. So it's it's actually a land that is sandwiched between Waterworld and Jaws <laughs> at Universal Studios Japan, and you can also see Wizarding World of Harry Potter from inside the land too. Okay. Which which is kind of funny, because you can see Hogwarts. <gasps> <laughs> from inside the land. Oh man. Like, well, it's more just like like one of the 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 top peaks of Hogwarts. Right. Like you can't see the whole thing. It's just like this one like the really tall peak of it. Yeah. You can see it in one spot. Okay. I mean, and with you know, with the theme parks here, it's kind of like it's an issue for everyone. It's an issue for Disney too, right? You can see that the the spa, the big spa building outside of disney sea from like <laughs> you know i and, remember something for uh, for disney sea someone tweeted this like a while back uh-huh. where the company put this big billboard for the spa and you can see it clearly <laughs> from inside disney sea and i remember disney sea was mad it's like what can you do you know that's the company's fault for not buying that land when they had the opportunity so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what can you but do anyway yeah um site so lines, space is always an issue in these yeah parts. Especially in Japan, like yeah. you know, space is very limited in this country. Anyway, so whatever, it's forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Super Nintendo World has two attractions. Comes with Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge, okay, Yoshi's Ad- Yoshi's Adventure. I almost said Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Adventure. Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island is the game. One full fledged restaurant, okay. Two snack stands. One merchandise store, three character greetings, and a sleuth of mini games inside. So there's a lot to this one area, this small area. There, it, it does. I feel like, um, and we'll get into details a little bit later. But like when you were describing the mini games and how it ties everything together. It sounded so interesting to me. So I'm really excited to to hear you like go into more detail about that. So where should we start? Should we start with the land? Ooh, what like, should we do? Um, okay, when you go in, yeah. how do you enter the land? So from within Universal Studios Japan, when you're walking towards Waterworld, um, it's kind of hard to describe if you've never been before, but Waterworld is in the back of the park and it's kind of this like desolate part of the park there's not much there right it's like in the very very back Mm -hmm. and when you're walking towards there once you pass jaws or if you're coming through the jurassic park area you'll see this beautiful colored beautiful blue colored sign that's the super nintendo world and it's this tiny little walkway that just kind of leads you down this path you can't see anything else okay do you hear like little um like little sounds like like the little blinging of, of coins or do you hear like little sound effects when you're walking up or like what, what's it like? Yeah. Okay. Like you hear these little coins along the walkway. Oh. You hear like Mario music and stuff. You hear like the <laughs> in the background. And as you're walking up, I guess we never preface this. There's spoilers in this, you guys. So just so you know, there's spoilers. This is all spoilers. So there you go. <laughs> as you're walking up, towards the entrance because this is just the walkway right that's wedged between water world and the jaws attraction jaws area um amity village Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's points on the ground. So the points just look like random numbers at first, but as you're walking up, the numbers start looking like dates. Oh. And I took note of these dates, and the dates are release dates for major Mario games. So the first one that you notice is from 1983. I think it was 198307, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. when the original Donkey Kong game where Mario first appeared was released. Wow. And then it just kind of goes up from there all the way up to what was supposed to be the opening of the land. It's a 202102. Um. They might have to change that now because it looks like oh. it looked like the, it looks like they changed it once already because the oh. cement was a different color than everything else. Oh no! So clearly, clearly, it had the opening date from 2020. Yeah, and they changed it to 2021 for February. Mm. They might have to change it again, which kind of sucks. I mean, at least um, they're changing the date. <laughs> yeah, but once you make your way up there, you're greeted with this big colorful sign that says super nintendo world and there's these green pipes that are photo ops Mm -hmm. and then there's the gigantic entrance into a green pipe Mm. Um, but before you even get in there though there are these stands to sell you the power-up bands which we'll talk about in a little in a little bit the power-up bands that are the interactive element or in or they're keys to the interactive elements within the land okay uh, which we'll talk about like i said in, in a little bit to enter the land, you go through the green pipe. And if you've played any Mario game, which I'm sure a lot of us have, or have children that have, or whatever, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and if you, you haven't, with- what are you doing? Go out and play <laughs> one right now. <laughs> so you start walking through the pipe, and you get about halfway through, and you hear that iconic Mario sound when you go down the pipe. The oh. gloom, gloom, gloom. <laughs> You, you hear that. As soon as you hear that, you know exactly where you are. And you continue walking. And the pipe isn't just, it's not a straight walkway. It's kind of curved. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, so when you're walking, it's hiding everything around the corner, right? So it doesn't reveal everything all at once, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then once you get to the end of the pipe, it, it curves. And then you come out, you're, you're inside Peach's Castle. Okay. So for anyone that has played Mario 64, mm-hmm. Super Mario 64, like you're probably going to burst into tears as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you walk in because you know exactly where you are. Like I don't have to explain it at all. Like those that have played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then you see these portraits on the wall that are from the Mario game and the music and everything is Peach's theme from the game. It's just like down to the littlest detail you know exactly where you are. Wow. And like when I walked in, I, I had goosebumps and I was just thinking to myself, like, this is, this is it. This is Mario. Like <laughs> I am in this. There's a big, there's a big doorway. And as soon as you walk through that, that archway and your eyes adjust to the light, you're bombarded with sensory overload. As soon as you walk out, you hear that iconic Super Mario theme. It goes, din, 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 din. like as soon as you walk out, like you uh-huh. hear that immediately. Wow. And you see everything is moving. Like as far as the eye can see, you see the piranha plants moving. You see coins spinning in the distance. You see mushrooms, like one-up mushrooms sliding back and forth. You see Yoshi's moving around. Like it's overwhelming. Like, it's really hard to describe that feeling once you walk in. I have not felt that kind of feeling in, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know when. My childhood came to life. Wow. (laughs) So there's, like, a lot of kinetic energy. There's a lot of those sound cues that kind of bring back that nostalgic feeling. Um, Colorful. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine I mean, it sounds amazing. I know. It was probably like one of the top moments <laughs> that I've ever <laughs> experienced. Like anyone that, that is a fan of the Nintendo franchises, you'll understand once you walk in. You'll you'll know. And just be prepared to be overwhelmed, to maybe have a couple tears going on. Like it's just, it's such an overwhelming experience. But it's a good one. It really is. 
it feels like you just like it feels like you're in the games it really does you're in a level of super mario like that's exactly what it feels like and i think they nailed it they absolutely nailed it with the aesthetic the kinetic energy like you said uh, it's just and obviously the music like the music is key right mm-hmm. like, Everyone knows the music. Well, let's talk planning a little bit. Um, I don't know if you know this yet. I haven't researched it myself yet because we're not planning a trip just yet. Mm. But do you know, like, for example, for restaurants, if you can do the priority seating or if you even need to, do you know um, for the attractions, can you do express pass or is that something they're going to add in later? Because it is still limited capacity right now. Yeah. So I guess they're in what you would call a soft opening Mm -hmm. is what they're doing right now. The restaurant, well, the one restaurant, uh, it's just, it's a normal queue. There's no reservations required. Okay. Um, As for the attractions, they have express pass. That okay. you can get great but they weren't they weren't work like they weren't offering them when Yet. we went yeah because it was um limited capacity so there wasn't much of a wait anyway mario kart does have a single rider line which is good oh interesting okay cool which is really interesting well let's just jump into the attractions why not okay so yeah there's there like i said there's two more there's two attractions mario kart's koopa's koopa's challenge and Yoshi's Adventure, and there's also Bowser, the Bowser Junior Challenge, which I'm going to call an attraction, which kind of ties to the interactive elements of of the land. So for Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge, so for those that don't know, Koopa is also known as Bowser in the West. Of course, in Japan, he he's known as Koopa, but uh, just for simplicity's sake, I'll just call him Bowser from now on. The Mario Kart ride, of course, that's what everyone's going to want to go for, right? It's going to be very popular, and it's very evident. <laughs> Uh, it's in the back of the back of the area, and it's in Bowser's castle, which is gigantic. It's iconic; like it is very iconic. And anyone that has played a Mario Kart game, it doesn't matter which one, you're going to find something that you recognize throughout the entire queue of this attraction. Everyone that worked on this went through so much trouble to make sure there was so much detail throughout this entire thing. There's Easter eggs everywhere. There's all these little details from Mario Kart, um, and some of them are very obscure, mm-hmm. and some of them are very mm, clever. Probably my favorite, though, was the whole, I think it was a library or like a study. Mm-hmm. I think it was Coop or Bowser's study, because okay. there, was, there was bookshelves with tons of books. And on these books, of course, there was the titles of these books on the spines, and a lot of them were just puns or things referencing the games. One of the books was called like The Art of Sibling Sibling Rivalry. Mm-hmm. Because, because, you know, we all played Mario Kart with our siblings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. inevitably that caused fights. I know it did with my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very clever to have something like that. And then there was other one, there was another one that was called The Brief History of I think Moo Moo Meadows. And Moo Moo Meadows is one of those iconic Mario Kart tracks that mm-hmm. is very annoying. <laughs> so the very <laughs> annoying track, but the music is very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows it if you played it. The queue though, like there's just so much to this queue. It's ridiculous. And it's long, mm-hmm. ridiculously long. They're ready for those crowds. <laughs> they are. They really are when they're, when the crowds do return. Cause they will at some point. Yeah. As for the ride itself, it's a AR ride, augmented reality. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixture of practical sets and virtual sets. Um, so you're given this Mario hat, which is a visor mm-hmm. that you attach to your head. And then when you get into your Mario Kart, the Mario Kart is four people. So mm-hmm. it's four people per cart. You sit down and there's actually there's AR goggles on the steering wheel that you pick up and they actually slide onto your visor and they attach, I think, with magnets. Oh. Okay. So it's kind of in two pieces. And then what happens is once the ride starts, you can see your like your stats on the glasses. So if you look down, like you have to look at your steering wheel mm-hmm. and you'll see like how many coins you've collected and how many shells you have. And the only way to see them is if you look down at your steering wheel, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then of course you um you're racing in Mario Kart and it's a mixture of there's actual animatronics happening as you're moving along. Very cool. And there's 
stuff happening on your AR goggles. So you see the other like the other racers, which are obviously computer racers, mm-hmm. flying around on the track and everything in front of you, and you're shooting items at these enemies on the on the track, mm-hmm. and you're shooting stuff that's flying at you from like from all these practical sets and stuff and the and your cart is moving around and you're trying to pick up items it's just a very overwhelming experience i have a question about um because i always have a question about these kind of rides um for the headset is it is it easy to put on and what's the weight of it like so if you've ever done i i think you you've done um space fantasy right with the with the overlay the ar overlay yeah many times the the vr the vr i mean Yeah. yeah And I feel like much, they've gotten better over time. Much better than that. Oh, good. Much better. <laughs> it's lighter. Um, so the visor feels like nothing at all. Great. It's not like it sits on your head very lightly and you have to adjust the back of it to like strap it to your head. Nice. And then the glasses just slide on. Like they're, they're, they're kind of intuitive mm-hmm. where it's hard to put them on wrong because they just kind of slide in place. Okay. And lock in with magnets um and it's very light like you don't really know like of it like there is weight to it but it's not heavy like a like a vr helmet okay cool. nothing like that like the glasses are pretty light great and i know one thing people are concerned about is like can you do it with glasses you can because i wear glasses and the way it sits on your head the ar goggles are so in front of your like so far in front of your face mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're wearing glasses because those glasses actually never touch your face fantastic so it's also good for sanitary reasons right right yeah especially now we we think about those things right yeah my my husband always had a problem with the with the vr ride because he wears glasses and it's yeah it's not it's not the best for people that wear glasses so it's, it's always tough you know um would you say is it okay to go into more detail or or do you want to i guess we're talking about it now so yeah, let's go into it. What is what is the like the speed of the ride? Because I, you know, you see the commercials and you think of the game and you think of like this high speed thing. Is it fast? Is it is it slower? What is what is like the movement like? So for people that maybe like like especially like I think like a lot of little kids don't like that like that fast movement. Like, would you say it's like a slower ride or like what is the speed like? So the best way to describe it is. It's a dark ride speed with as a video game. Okay, so like so it's not fast. Like a but, uh, haunted so, mansion or like a little faster a than little that. Faster so have you ever that. um have you ever been on the the Men in Black ride yes. in Orlando? Yes. So it's kind of like that. Okay, cool. But maybe a little bit slower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that um, ride gets a little wild. Yeah, it's not that intense. It's not like spinning you around like crazy and no. stuff like that. Like you do spin around, but it's not that fast. Okay. As fast as the Men in Black ride. So I, I know a lot of people are disappointed in that. That people are expecting like a test track I, kind of speed. The thing is, which, like the thing is, Mario is aimed at all ages, and I feel like for a lot of people that you know, test track limits. The limitations for, you know, the physical limitations are are kind of up there. So if you want to open it to more ages, I, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of thinking it would have to be a little slower than that, right? Yeah, so it it, it moves slow. like But it has its, it's fast turtle. moments, not... like it has like that spinny moment and things like that. Yeah, there's a couple of parts where it does spin around and stuff. So yeah, it, it, I think the part of the challenge with it was because you're wearing all this gear mm-hmm. and also there's so many interactive elements yeah you can't really have it go fast and still be able to like shoot stuff in a video game i just don't think that would have worked yeah it would be a little bit like more than not not necessarily overwhelming but there's only so much information your brain can take in right so if you're yeah. getting all these different stimuli from different directions and then you're like speeding through it with a VR. It's fine because you're focused, you know, on where you're looking and there's not stuff coming out of your periphery, uh, uh, ah, your periphery, peripheral vision, peripheral vision. Yeah. Your periphery vision. Right. (laughs) So, um, 
it, I, I can imagine how that would get really overwhelming really quickly. And then there's only so yeah. much you can take in visually. So I can, what, how do you feel though? Cause you actually wrote it. Do you think it was a comfortable speed? Would you have liked it to be faster? Um, what, what do you think? I think for, for the vast majority of the ride, the speed was good because I was so focused on trying to collect items and shoot the enemies and trying to focus on what was happening. Mm -hmm. I think if we're moving quicker, it would have been way too overwhelming. Okay. But at the end, the ending was Rainbow Road, that iconic racetrack. And with that, you kind of expect things to go quick. Okay. And it was it was a straightaway uh-huh. at the end of the ride, so I was kind of expecting, oh, we're going to speed up maybe just a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, but we didn't. Okay. Um, it it sped up on the AR goggles, right? Like things started moving faster on the AR goggles, but I obviously couldn't feel that speed. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, okay. I wonder how they could have like, fixed that. Like maybe put like some air blowing on you or like something. Yeah. Um, I guess that that would be my only criticism. Like a little bit more punch it. at the end would have been good. Yeah, just like just like just a little bit more would have been fine. Everything else, like I get it. There was way too much turning. Mm-hmm. There was a lot already going on. You're just not going to be able to have high speeds while trying to play a video game. It's effectively what it like. This ride's effectively a video game, but in real life is what it is. And um, would you say, so for people of like different body sizes, whether it's their height or whether they have a larger body, would you say it's easier to, would you say it's, it's, it's uh, this attraction fits a wide range of body types? Yeah, I would say so. Um, They do have a a cart that you can try before you get into the queue. Mm -hmm. So if you're worried about maybe not fitting, there's, things that there's a there's a sample one that you can try before you even get into the queue and is there a height limitation for like uh like let's say little kids yeah yeah there's a specific height you have to reach um i'm not sure what that is off the top of my head but yeah there's a there's a height like a minimum height requirement so like toddlers wouldn't be able to do it but like you know younger children should be fine so people should check that ahead of time before going yeah and is um, there like a vehicle for like let's say people that are in wheelchairs, for example? I didn't see any. Okay. But if we want to talk about Yoshi's Adventure, okay, um, which is a Omni Mover and very family friendly, mm-hmm. that does have a wheelchair vehicle. Okay. Which I which I did see. Okay. And Yoshi's Adventure is an Omni Mover, but it's so cute. Oh my gosh. So cute. Um, it's. You're going through Yoshi's adventure. Like if you've ever played any of the Yoshi's Island games, it's just chock full of those little elements. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so ridiculously cute. There's even interactive elements in the game. Oh, really? Or sorry, in the, in the ride. Uh-huh. So on your lap bar, there's actually three colored eggs. And when those eggs show up in the ride, if you have your power up band, as long as you hit the corresponding colored egg mm-hmm. that you see in the ride, you get like an achievement inside your app. Oh, I have a question. Which is really cool. Okay. I haven't seen any videos or pictures of this ride. So uh, what I'm imagining, tell me if I'm totally wrong. I was, I was, you mentioned lap bar, but before that I was imagining something like a carousel thing that you sit on. What is the vehicle like for this? So you're riding a Yoshi. You're riding. So, so a, it is kind of like a carousel horse in yeah, a way, um, but without the bar. Well, it's, it's a vehicle. So it's a two-person vehicle. Okay. You sit side by side, but it's a big, it's a big Yoshi. Okay. So like you're yeah. sitting like on like Yoshi's back or something. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And you, you're going through it and there's like just so many elements from Yoshi's game there's also captain toad there's also like baby mario baby peach and all this stuff it's just really it's so cute and it's a really good way to see the land okay from above oh i love it i've heard it's kind of like a people mover yeah that's pretty much what it is cool cool which i'm okay with do you go in tunnels and stuff or no 
Yeah, you go inside. <gasps> yes. Most most of it's inside. Okay. Or sorry, out. Sorry, most of it's outside. I should okay. say. Okay. And there's some parts where you go inside a building. Very cool. Yeah, so that's really cute. I'm so excited. And then the other, I guess, attractions are the mini games. Okay. All the all the interactive elements throughout the land, which I think this is where the land really shines. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I think Disney wish they did. I wish that they accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of akin to the interactive wands at Universal or at uh, Wizarding World. Okay. But plus. Wow. And coming from Nintendo, this doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't surprise me that this is where it really shines. So the power-up bands, it's an extra charge. It's about 30 US dollars. They're 3,200 yen each. And they're the, it's these bands that are they're snap-on bracelets. They're bands that you sync to the official Universal Studios Japan app. Um, which is available in English, so don't worry about that. It's pretty straightforward. It keeps track of everything you do in the land. Wow. And they gamify everything. I mean, to the point where it'll keep track of how many times you ride Mario Kart, how many times you've ridden Yoshi. Oh, I feel did you find, this is so smart. Did you, did you find all the eggs in the Yoshi ride? Yeah. Did you reach the top score in Mario Kart for the day? Mm-hmm. Did you visit during December? Did you visit during January? Did you visit during February? Did you visit during Christmas? Did you visit during the spring? Did you find all the hidden Pikmin? Did you find all the hidden 8-bit characters? Mm -hmm. Did you hit all the coin blocks in the land? Mm -hmm. Did you collect a thousand coins? They really thought this through, and it is so smart. I feel especially for Japanese theme parks where... That repeatability is so important in offering kind of like a competitive experience gets people to want to come more and to spend more time there. And it's also kind of a way for them to track like what's popular, like what, you know, it's kind of like a way that they can take the data from what people are doing and they can use that in the future, right? Which is kind of smart as well. So it's kind of brilliant, I feel. It's kind of a win-win, yes. honestly. It's just, and I know people are probably thinking, well, it's an upcharge. It's just a way to get you money. You don't have I'm to like, do well. it, you know. And I feel like if you don't do it, though, you're missing half the fun. Well, if I'm being there's honest. always those people, though. So, like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. If you want to do it, yeah, you should probably do it, you know. It's worth it. I saw some of the uh, bands were selling out already. Oh, really? I didn't know. I think that. for sure Peach, and I want to say Daisy, too. Oh, the two princesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's Mario, Luigi, uh, Princess Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, and Toad. I want Toad. And I, I have Toad. I got Toad. Yeah. And they double as Amiibos. What? So if you have a Nintendo Switch, yeah, Amiibos are the, like, they act as special, like, items in certain games. So, like, I, I was testing it. In Mario Kart, you can unlock the corresponding costume for one of your characters. Oh, cool. So if you have Toad, you can unlock Toad. So I don't think that's very, like, I don't think it's unique in the sense that you can already get an amiibo. Like, if you go to the store, you can buy, like, a little toad amiibo and unlock the same costume. But it's still kind of cool that something you bought in a theme park works with the video game that you have at home. You know what I want? I think it's so cool. I want the blue girl. Rosalina. Yeah, I want her or, like, the gorilla girl. Oh, I don't know her name. She's awesome, too. (laughs) I hope that, I think they're going to add more characters later. So yeah, the power-up bands, you just have to get them. You have like, to really. get them. Let's like, come on. Do it. Syncing it to the app is pretty easy. It's it's just a QR code, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it keeps track of all the coins that you collect. So if you're going around hitting all the blocks, the coin blocks, you collect these coins. Um, a question that someone asked me was, can you still hit the blocks without the power-up band? I don't know because I bought a power-up band before I even went the first time like went inside and i just wore it the entire time so i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure you can still hit the blocks and 
like hear the coin sound, but you're not going to, obviously you're not going to collect anything. Yeah. And I'm sure people would do it like as a photo op anyway. You can still do that, right? Yeah. And underneath, like on the bottom of the blocks, there's like a rubber pad. Mm -hmm. So when you punch it, it's not like you're punching something solid. Right. (laughs) You're going to hurt yourself. Like it's an actual, like it's a rubber pad that's pretty soft. Yeah. I can picture kids Um, like going ham on that. It's not a good idea to make it solid. Yeah. Um, and there's, 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 there's hand sanitizers everywhere. Cause I know it's a big concern for people right now. Yeah. Uh, there was hand sanitizers like everywhere and they were sanitizing the blocks constantly. Can you like uh, for the app, can you group like people like in your party in particular? I know you're kind of connected to everybody's score, but can like you group the people in your party so you can see like specifically like just them? Yeah. So if you're with a family, like, you know, mom, dad, kids, you can all have it all in one app. Okay. You just have to scan everyone's band individually into uh-huh. it and then it'll keep track of everything. Cool, cool. So there's collecting the coins, of course. And when you collect the coins, just like in the games, it's random. You might get one coin, you might get 10, you might get more, you might get nothing. Um, nothing. Which I think is really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes you'll get nothing. That's like true. That's true. You like walk up to it, punch it, you get the. Oh, that's it. No. But then the next one, you're like, gring, 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 gring. You hit it like 10 times, and you get the coins. Or sometimes you hit it once, and it's like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> so it's very random with what you can get. Oh my gosh. There's a slot machine mini game where you have to line up the icons. And I just found this out that it, that slot machine is from the brand new Super Mario 3D World game that just came out on the oh, Switch. Oh, okay. So a lot of the elements, when I went, obviously I did this in De- in December. The element, like obviously I recognize a lot of stuff from Mario, but there's like specific things like this slot machine and the extra long question blocks. I'm like, I don't it's recognize. Like, what is those. this? <laughs> like, what are these? And no, they're from the new Super Mario 3D World. So that was very smart of them to incorporate something in a brand new game that they know is going to do well. Of course. Yeah. Even um, the big, like the big centerpiece of the land, you know, the big green mountain, Mm -hmm. which is called Beanpole Mountain. Well, in the new Super Mario game, there is a level called Beanpole Mountain, and it looks exactly the same. Cool. Very smart on their part. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Like kids are gonna go crazy for that. Like I go crazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Should we should we because I know we have the part two, should we stop here with the attractions? Yeah. And then for so, part two, do restaurants, merch, merch character greetings. greetings. Yeah, so I can finish up the the interactive thing. Okay, yes. There's also these musical blocks. Oh, what's that? So uh there's specific Mario, I think, like from the Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. There's like the music block. Yeah, I remember music I remember blocks. That, yeah. So if you hit them, they make certain musical notes, right? Uh-huh. Well, there's this area where there's like six or seven of them, and they're all like varying heights. Mm-hmm. If you walk up to it, one of them will light up a color. If you walk up, you hit it, it'll make a note, like obviously a sound. Mm-hmm. Then another one will light up, and you have to hit that one. You have to hit them all in this certain sequence. And once you do it in the right order, they start playing one of the tunes. Very cool. I think there's like five or six different tunes. Mm -hmm. And one of the achievements is to get them all. Oh, man. And like, I know you, we had talked about this before. And you you get like a certain amount of tries before you have to queue up again, right? Yeah. So you want to come um, back again and again just to do all those mini games in the land. They did such a good job with that. Then there's also these, you can collect these 8-bit characters as stamps within the app. Uh-huh. And they're hidden in a way that they're, like, you have to pay attention to like the walls. Mm-hmm. And on the walls, there'll be a, a circle that matches the color of the wall. Like You have to really look for it. There's a circle with an M in it for Mario. Okay. If you find it, you go up to it, tap your band, and it'll light up. Mm-hmm. And then and then there, there'll be this like 8-bit character that lights up on the wall. Oh. And you collect it. There's a there's a achievement to collect all of them throughout the land. Mm-hmm. And they're hidden everywhere. Oh my god. There's there's one in the store. There's one in like the corners uh-huh. that no one would look like think to look in there's some in hallways or some in the other shops and restaurants and everything is just 
they're hidden everywhere. As for the Bowser's Junior Challenge, so to do that, you have to collect three keys. Mm -hmm. And the only way to keep track of these keys is to buy the band. Okay. Which, yeah, okay, whatever. Money grab, but it is what it is. Um, But you have to collect these three keys, and there's five mini games that you can do. But you only have to win three of them to get three keys to go into the Bowser Junior Challenge. Mm -hmm. And these mini games you have to queue up for, so the queues might be a little bit long. And you only get so so many tries to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you lose, you have to do it again. Uh And you have to get in the back of the line. Um, But they're pretty simple. Like, they're not... Obviously, this is meant for children, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not anything that's super complicated. Like, there's one where you have to crank a wheel Mm -hmm. to make a Goomba fall over. There's another one where you have to hit a, a pow block at the right time. So then it knocks, so it explodes, then it explodes another pow, and it explodes another one. And if you do it right, this turtle shell should be above the, the, the last pow that explodes, and, it, and then it goes upwards to collect the key. Uh-huh. Like it's just, it's more of a timing thing. Okay. And then there's another one that's inside the underground area where you have to defeat this big bomb. And then there's another one with a piranha plant, the timer. Like you have to hit all these timers with like four other people. And then there's this other like thwomp challenge wall where it's like all touch panels on the wall and you have to like line things up. So once you collect the three keys, then you can go into the Bowser Jr. Challenge attraction. Wait, so that was to get into the attraction? I thought that was the attraction. Okay, wait. No, this is part one. Okay, so you get part one. Okay, so you get the keys. You go, yep. what is it? Is it a building? Is it, what is it? It's a building. Yes. It's a little, it's a little tiny castle beside Bowser's castle. Can adults do this too? Or? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So like everyone has to collect three keys. So everyone has to do Everybody it. Everybody in your party? Um, yeah. <gasps> That's not fair. They even check at the, at the door. What? Like there's like this big lock and you have to tap your band and then there's three lights and if they all light up. It's like, yeah, you got all the keys. You can do That's it. It's kind of messed up. Like if you have like a lot of kids or... It kind of sucks if you're like visiting with different families and one family wants to buy the bands, but the other family doesn't. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how that works out. I I mean, I feel like if one family has it, like you should let the group go in, right? Like, I don't know. know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I see how that works. Okay. And then once you go in there, it's, you know, Bowser Jr., there's a lot of um, things that fans will recognize from like Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. There's like a lot of little like, fanfare in there uh-huh. and then this game so you go into this big room and you have to defeat bowser jr and, and it's all a big screen right okay it, it looks kind of like a stadium a little bit like there's everyone standing side by side on these different panels how many people fit in there 10 okay i think 10 or 10 at a time and once it starts there's a silhouette of you on the screen mm-hmm. that looks so close to you like it it perfectly like my silhouette fit me perfectly like you could see the shape of my hat right you can see my backpack like because i had to wear a square backpack you can see my silhouette had a backpack Mm -hmm. on On the screen there's things flying at you so you have to duck like you actually have to duck or you have to jump and your and your silhouette follows suit Mm -hmm. and then there's punching like there's blocks that'll fly by and you have to jump up to hit them and if you hit them an item will come out and you have to try and collect it by Mm -hmm. like waving your arms and if you get like the fire flower you can shoot fire out of your fists so you have to punch in the air to shoot fire yeah like the fireballs and you have to hit other enemies that are flying by and if you get hit your silhouette shrinks Mm -hmm. so you look like 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 this little tiny like silhouette and if you jump you jump really high wow it was just like it's really chaotic and fun yeah and then once you're done it's like you win everybody jump in three two one (laughs) and then you have to like jump and then it makes it look like the entire room is moving and everything it was just like it was fun it was a lot more fun than i thought it would be it sounds well you know like if you've ever played like mario party it sounds like that kind of level. It's of kind like, of like that, yeah. Yeah, like it, like acceleration. You're like, ah, oh, you're so excited. It's like like so much going on. Um, it sounds very physical. Is it is it possible for people that can't do those physical requirements to participate in some other way? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know about that, and I, I didn't think to ask. Yeah, might be a little tough. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they thought of it though. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see how they wouldn't have, but yeah, there's, that's a good question. I'll have to think, look into that. 
Yeah, for sure. Next time. But yeah, for the interactive elements, that's... Oh, no, we didn't talk about the binoculars. There's binoculars. What? There's binoculars in the land. Okay. And they're they're AR binoculars. Okay. And so what these do is they obviously show the actual land. Like, you can actually see, like, they work like binoculars, right? But the AR kicks in and you see, like... Koopa, like Koopa Troopas flying around and things flying through the air and stuff. And you have to like, there's again, achievements attached to the power-up band where it's like, oh, you have to find all these different Pikmin. Oh my gosh. There are, so those are familiar with the the game Pikmin Mm -hmm. that originated on the GameCube. Like these little, like little alien kind of figures that collect things. They're hidden throughout the entire land and you have to try and find them with the binoculars. Oh my gosh. And it's just like, it's just like this weird, fun thing to do that I never would have thought of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's binoculars. Like, I'm going to look in them. Oh, wow. There's a lot going on here. There's stuff flying everywhere. It's, it's just like mixed, again, kind of like the Mario Kart ride. There's a mixture of like the practical stuff and the AR. What's so great about this collaboration is that because Nintendo has that experience as a game company, they know what to do to incentivize people to want to play more, how how people enjoy the games, like when they're actually playing it. Um, they know, they know that's like their business and they know it so well. And so to kind of into, integrate that in with a theme park, it's kind of brilliant. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's never really been done before. Yeah, I feel like... You know, uh, obviously, uh, we talk about Disney a lot, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that Disney, I think, wanted to achieve. I feel like with just- all those press releases, they're like, yeah, we want to make it interactive. I almost wonder if they knew that Nintendo World was coming and they're like, oh, yeah, we can make it interactive, too. And they never just got to that point. They were never able to make it. You know what I mean? Because they said so many times in the press release, oh, we're going to have new technology to make it more interactive. And they kept saying that over and over again. But I don't really see that, you know, with the the app and the the use in the park. Yeah, I guess, like, for the U.S. parks specifically. The U.S. parks, you've seen it. Like, they've done the card game where you go around Disney now. World. Is it yeah, but I mean they've had those things before yeah. or like the car the game where you have a map and you do the different puzzles or like they had at Epcot. They 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 you know, they've always kind of had those kind of things, but I've ne- it's like you know what? But the thing is it's like I think made in-house and I yeah. think a video game company they know games and I think it's so smart to do a collaboration with a with a game company you know and especially nintendo because nintendo is obviously a world-renowned brand right like everybody knows nintendo Mm -hmm. everybody yeah somebody like everyone knows somebody that has played a nintendo game or any like you can almost argue that mario is almost more recognizable than mickey like you said nintendo is a gaming company they know how to do this stuff and just pairing up with them is so Mm -hmm. smart because Universal can lean on Nintendo's decades of experience with gaming. Nintendo can lean on Universal for its theme park Mm -hmm. experience. So it's just kind of, is it perfect? No, but it's a really damn good effort. It sounds like a lot of fun. I want to go back. Like, I'm like, just, I want to go back. I, I haven't felt this excited for something in a very long time. We're really excited to go. It's very refreshing. And I can't wait to see what else they do mm-hmm. in the future because obviously they're going to expand on this, right? This isn't a one and done thing. Oh, sure, for sure. They're, they're going to expand on this for sure. Nintendo is such a big brand; it's just it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's perfect. So yeah, for the for the next episode, we'll talk about the the food and the merchandise and the character greens because we mm-hmm. can go on we can go on that stuff forever. Yeah. If you haven't already, you can watch our videos on YouTube as of this recording. The one video had 2.3, has 2.3 million views. Wow. It's ridiculous. Was not expecting that. I mean, it's a massive IP. I think everybody's really excited about it. Yeah. And there's not like, obviously people can't travel right now, right? Especially Mm -hmm. those from English speaking countries. Right. Right. Um, A lot of us that are here are fortunate that we're able to do this. 
if we chose to. I can't wait to talk about the food and the merchandise in the next episode. So the, the, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, and of course, we have all this stuff on our website too, tdrexplore.com. So make sure you go and check that out and everything. But before we go, we're going to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us here on Patreon. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amy, er, Amy C, Amy B, Amanda C. I did that completely backwards. Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, Baker, and Kevin. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H., Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, Eli, and Schenectadana. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> and remember, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Google Play, is that what it's called? Yeah, Google I'm on autopilot when I do autopilot when I do that outro because we've been, been doing it for so long. Uh, just rate and review us; it helps us. Give us five. Give us those nice five stars. And if you have any questions, you guys, about the Super Nintendo World, send them to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com and make sure you tell everyone about us. And like I said, find us, find everything we talked about on our website tdrexplorer.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, of course. All under TDR Explorer, and I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. Can't wait to talk about food next episode. And joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Yeah, I am excited about the merch because it looks amazing. And I that that is what I have been looking at. So I've been avoiding all the rides and like everything else, but the merch, it looks adorable. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to for you to talk about that. Um, you guys. Uh, keep exploring and I uh, look forward to next time for part two. All right, explorers. Until next time. <laughs>